Good morning. During this season of Lent, we are reminded of our shortcomings and our emptiness and how these contrast with the abundance and satisfaction and fulfillment that God longs to provide for us. This morning, we will look at our worries, anxieties, and fears, their power and their potential to overwhelm us. But we will also acknowledge God's power, God's capacity and desire to gather us together under his wings as a safe shelter. We don't like to think of ourselves as fearful people. We prefer to think of ourselves as strong and independent and capable and fearless. However, none of us are invincible. We are all human, and with that humanity comes fear. I remind us that there is healthy fear. That awareness, respect, and avoidance of what is dangerous in life. For example, Mr. Frog fell into a deep rut and could not get out. Mrs. Frog, standing above the rut, coaxed and encouraged him, Come on, get out. You can do it. Come on, we've got to move on. But Mr. Frog insisted that he couldn't do it. I've tried everything, and there's no way I can get out of this rut. Mrs. Frog left him there and hopped on down the road. A few minutes later, Mr. Frog appeared beside her on their favorite lily pad. I thought you couldn't get out, she said. He responded, a big truck came along and I had to. (laughs) Fear can be a healthy motivator. However, we also know that fears can be unhealthy. Rather than protecting and enhancing our lives, fears can undermine, diminish, and even destroy us. In an attempt to make this sermon message as relevant as possible, I'm going to share some of the worries, anxieties, and fears that came through your reflections and responses to the listening team. Worries expressed about confidentiality, openness and transparency. Worries that the church won't have a productive process. There were worries about biases and assumptions, expectations, traditions and beliefs. I heard anxiety about whether you can stay together as a congregation. Anxiety about what it means to be a welcoming congregation. Anxiety about who has information and who doesn't. Anxiety about culture and identity issues. Anxieties about structure, about diverse opinions and beliefs that are here in the congregation. There were also fears 
that the congregation failed an individual. Fears that some opinions are not respected, safe to share, or accepted. Fears that things might be swept under the rug. Fears about conflict, gender, and power dynamics. Fears that wrongs will not be named and openly discussed. And a strong fear that you as a congregation will not learn from this experience. I share these not to make you feel bad or to scold you. These are normal responses when you find yourselves in hard situations. Jesus does not dismiss our fears, and neither do I. A frequent reminder of Jesus was, don't be afraid. Matthew 10.31, so don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. Matthew 14:27 Jesus spoke to them, "Don't be afraid. Take courage," he said, "I am here." Unhealthy fears have the potential to paralyze and trap us, to control and consume us. But is this the way God intended us to live? I believe God desires more for us than to walk through life full of anxiety, full of fear, full of worry. So then how should or can we live with anxiety and worry and fear? I want to briefly look at three steps that we might consider as we think about this. Number one, let God know what our fears are within us and around us. As long as we are breathing, we live with these clay bodies, and there's a lot in us that's not always heavenly. We contain both the essence of heaven and earth. Lent calls us to be honest about ourselves, with ourselves, and admit that even though we claim to be citizens of heaven, we often live as strangers before God. When we identify what we're afraid of, that process alone takes away some of the power of unhealthy fear. We don't need to be afraid to name our fears. I found myself this week thinking, I'm, you know what, I'm just really not afraid of anything. Until I got to last night and realized, I do have a little anxiety about today. <laughs> it's never too late to learn from your, what you're supposed to share with people. But in identifying, we must stop. We must take the time to ask ourselves, what am I afraid of? And let me tell you, there's enough things to be afraid of in the world we live in. So why do we have fears about particular things? What is it about the anxiety that just gnaws at us? 
A young boy had one line in a school play that read, It is I, be not afraid. He came out on stage and said, It is me and I'm scared. (laughs) Be honest with your worries and anxieties and fears. At best, these distract us from a relationship with God. At worst, they are crippling diseases taking over our minds and plunging our thoughts into darkness. As you listen to the worries and anxieties and fears that I fed back to you, that I heard in your reflections, what did you identify with? What fear did I not name? As you entered the sanctuary today, you were given a card, Blessed Hunger, Holy Feast. I invite you to read that at some point. It's a different way of thinking about some of the anxieties and fears. A second step that I would suggest is to remind ourselves of who God really is. Who is this God that lives in and through us? We cannot say that Christ fully and completely lives in us when we are consumed with worry, anxiety, and fears. We say we believe that God exists, but do we really trust that God is capable of handling things in our life? We say we believe God exists, but do we really trust God? Sometimes I think We believe that he's appointed us his ambassador because he can't do it. Present in each of us is the same love and the same compassion that Jesus had. Present and alive in each of us is the same life and power that God gave in the life of Jesus. When Jesus healed the demon-possessed boy in Mark 9, one of the father's responses was, I do believe, but help me overcome my unbelief. In our text from Genesis 15, Abram trusted God. Even though he had doubts, like we have doubts, Abram had a basic sense of trust in God. Genesis 15:6 we heard this and Abram believed the Lord God can be trusted Lord we do believe but help us overcome our unbelief The third step I believe is to just ask for God's help and assistance As we live out the good news of Jesus Christ, we're invited to give control of our lives to God and stop living with unhealthy fear. Have you heard the little poem that goes something like this? Two prisoners there were who looked through bars. One saw mud, the other saw stars. Think about that. One saw mud. 
the other soul stars. Two basic but different attitudes toward life. What do we see? Do we see the mud, worries, anxieties, and fears? Or do we see the stars, the promises, faith, and trust? Committing to living by faith rather than fear doesn't guarantee a carefree life. Sometimes the Lord calms the storm, and sometimes the Lord lets the storm rage and calms the child. E. Stanley Jones wrote, I live better by faith and confidence than by fear, doubt, and anxiety. In anxiety and worry, my being is gasping for breath. But in faith and confidence, I breathe freely. So, Isaiah says, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. In conclusion, people give up many things during Lent. Today, we receive an invitation to give up our fears, to give up our worries and our anxieties. We're invited to stop being afraid and allow Christ to gather us together just as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings. As a mother hen, Jesus longs to gather us together. He hovers and broods over all of us and spreads his wings and shields us from the fears we have. This Jesus is not distant. This Jesus is intimate and close to us. What worries, anxieties, or fears do you have about what's happening here at East Chestnut Street? Perhaps there are other areas of your life that you're worried about, you're concerned about. In what ways are your fears and worries and anxieties adding to the solution? What fear might God be inviting you to replace with faith? Let's pray. Lord, give us only your love and your grace. That is enough for us. Amen.